do a bit of a confession to help us. <laughs> Amen. So can we have that up there? Amen. Praise the Lord. Let's say it all together. One, two, three. I am a child of God. I am what the word says I am. I can do what the word says I can do. I am full of love, joy, and peace. I'm full of faith and the power of God. I am a believer, not a doubter. Pliable, not rigid. Teachable, not stubborn. Praise the Lord. Amen. Give the Lord a big hand of praise if you can be seated. What we witnessed just now is what the Bible calls your first love. Amen. It's so important that we continue to live from our first love. And don't ever let that first love leave you. That God is so real, so real to you every day. The power of mounting up. The power of mounting up. You know what it is to mount up? It means to go up. So let's go to Isaiah chapter 40, verse 29. Isaiah 40, verse 29. This is so powerful. There is no other religion that offers you a savior except Christianity. No other religion. There is no other religion, no other God who is good enough to take away your sins and put them on himself so that you can go free. Hallelujah. That's the power of love. That's what Christianity is about. It's the goodness of God. If you would accept it. Amen. If you look at Isaiah chapter 40, verse 29 to 31, referring to God, he gives power to the faint and to them that have no might, he increases strength. Even the youths shall faint and be weary. And the young man shall utterly fall. But they that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings as eagles. They shall run and not be weary. And they shall walk and not faint. I want you to focus on these scriptures. There is a transition that you can see in these lines, a transition, a transition, a shifting, a transition that goes from no might, a transition that goes from fainting, from being wearied, from falling to what? Strength. The strength that mugs up, the strength that runs. And you do not have to puff. <laughs> the strength that allows you to walk. And you don't have to pause to catch your breath. There is a transition. We need to notice the transition. The transition happens because there's a renewal. The shift happens because there's a renewal. The shift takes the person from the human weakness, from the human limits to the supernatural, to the without limits. I remember uh, there was one day, I mean, I, I've had my two kids and, you know, they were growing up and uh, just excuse me, okay, if you, if, you don't, if you don't find it easy to listen to these things, you, you just, just have enough. Okay, so <laughs> I was still having my menstruation, and I just found it very, very inconvenient. I just found it so inconvenient. It was like, um, you know, bothering me, you know. I'm not having kids anymore. Why should I still have this? So I went to the Lord. I was simple enough, you know, to just, I went to the Lord, and I said, can I just stop this? <laughs> I just wanted to finish it. And the Lord said, yes, you can. And I prayed. I believe God. And I had my miracle. No more, no more menstruation. That's it. I wasn't even very old. It's not menopause. It's just I didn't want it. That's it. And it stopped. It's so important 
that we can always ready to believe God for miracles. What you saw just now, the testimony, it came because of miracles. Lift up your hands and say, Lord, I'm ready. I'm ready for miracles. Your miracles to break into my life, break into my family, break into my workplace. Anytime, anytime. Amen. Praise God. Hallelujah. I want you to understand that if you're definitely me, I mean, if you're following what's happening in the world in terms of technology, the world is trying to get people to go from being natural to being bionic. To go from being natural to be like a a robot. You know, Elon Musk, what he said is that if you can beat them, referring to IT, referring to to, uh, artificial intelligence, AI, referring to AI, he said, if you can bid it, join it. But praise God, God has created us, God has wired us on the inside to be supernatural. God has wired you on the inside to be supernatural. You don't need a chip. You don't need a chip in your skull. How many of you have got it? Why is the desire? Because God put the desire in us. God to be God puts the desire in us to function without limits, to go higher. Amen. Hallelujah. We were made to fly, so why do we stop at walking? Do you believe that you'll be flying? Do you believe that you'll be flying? Amen. If the rapture comes before we physically die, that will be our first trip of flying. (laughs) Amen. Our first trip of flying. Praise the Lord. Amen. Eagles weigh up to 35 pounds. And for the most part, they do not flap their wings. They soar. And they glide in the sky. And they could do that for hours. Gliding with little movements. They do not have to keep flapping their wings. Why? Because they are using the air currents under their wings. The air currents support them. The air currents give them the platform to fly, to soar, to glide. Amen. Eagles take off from the land to the sky. Eagles take off from the high mountain or from the high trees that are on the top of a mountain and they take off from there. They do not fly low. Eagles fly high. And well, I want to ask you a question. What attracts an eagle to fly? Have you ever thought about that? What attracts an eagle to fly? The wind. Especially the storms. The wind. The storms. If I can ask you to look at Romans chapter 8 verse 11. Romans 8 verse 11. Romans 8 verse 11. The reason why we don't have as many miracles as we want, the reason why we don't have as many victories as we want, is because we are too tied down to the natural. We are too stuck in the natural. We are too stuck in the logical reasoning. If you look at Romans chapter 8 verse 11, but if the spirit of him, who is that spirit? Who is that spirit of God that raised Jesus from the dead? The Holy Spirit. If the spirit of him that raised Jesus up from the dead dwell where? In you. Lift up your hands and say with me, the Holy Spirit is in me. The Holy Spirit is in me. That's what makes you spiritual. That's what makes you supernatural. It's the Holy Spirit in you. You need to be very sure of that. You need to be very certain of that. 
He that raised up Christ from where? From the dead. From the dead shall also quicken your mortal bodies. That's where we get our healing. That's where you get your healing. And that's where I got my driver's license. Because before I got my driver's license, I was so, so nervous. I mean, I failed in Hong Kong because I was going downhill and I couldn't stop my foot from shaking. <laughs> I couldn't control my foot. And then, so the next time when I went to sit for my driver's, uh, for my, sorry, for my, uh, for my uh, yeah, driver's license, I said to the Lord, I need you to help me. And he gave me this scripture. The same spirit that raised up Christ from the dead shall quicken your mortal bodies so that I am in control of my body by the Holy Spirit. Not my nerves controlling my body. Not my fear controlling my body. I'm controlling my body because the Holy Spirit lives in me. And I got my license. Amen. The Holy Spirit is always quickening your body. When you're at sleep at night, the Holy Spirit is quickening your body. We call that rejuvenation. You're always being rejuvenated. You're always being replenished. He's always filling you up, filling you up, filling you up, filling you up. You're not depleted. You're not drained. You're not empty. Can we say amen? You need more love. Come on, be filled with the love of God. You need more security. Come on, be filled with the safety of God. Amen. You need more wisdom. Come on, be filled with the wisdom of God. You need more strength. Come on, be filled with the strength of God. Amen. Glory be to God. The word quicken means to be injected with energy and power. Hallelujah. Amen. To be injected with energy and power. Let me ask you a question. Would you love the Holy Spirit like the eagles love the wind? What is the other name? What's another name for the Holy Spirit? The wind. Pneuma. The breath of God. The wind. So would you welcome the Holy Spirit like the eagles welcome the wind? Lift up your hands and say, yes, yes. Yes, yes. Well, an eagle is born to fly. But how many of us know that if an eagle never takes off, if an eagle never flaps its wings, if an eagle never jumps off the cliff, it would never fly. If you don't ever flap your wings... If you don't ever exercise yourself in the Holy Ghost. If you don't ever leave your comfort zone. If you're always stuck in that familiar territory. If you never take off, you will never fly. If you are afraid of risks, if risks scare you then you will never fly. If you never jump off the cliff, the Holy Spirit can never catch you. Too many of us, we are so used to that comfort zone. We are so stuck with what is familiar that we can never get a miracle. Whatever rocks the boat, we see that as bad. Whatever is not comfortable, we see that as bad. No, no. The storms make the flight for the egos. Can we say amen? If you can turn all your problems into answers, the devil has nothing against you. Nothing against you. Nothing against you. If you defy all your problems and you overcome them and you chew them up like meat, (laughs) the devil has nothing against you. Can we say amen? 
Christians, we need to mount up if we want to be lifted up. If we desire to be inspired, then we need to aspire. Amen. If we want to be lifted up on high, then we need to be willing to climb up the high mountain. If we want to jump higher, then we need to be willing to bounce off that springboard. Can we say amen? Just like in the natural, there are two laws. The law of gravity and the law of lift. In the spirit, there are also two laws. The law of gravity and the law of lift. Let me explain to you what is the law of gravity. Have you ever had a thought, an idea, or even a memory that caused you to feel down, oppressed, depressed? You feel that you've lost your hope. You become very discouraged. You become very frustrated. Have you ever had a moment like that? That's when the spiritual law of gravity was working on you. Whatever drags you down, throws you into a dark hole, into a deep end. And you find yourself sinking lower and lower and lower. And then you find yourself stuck in a pit of darkness, sorrows for hours, even for days and months and even years. That's the enemy attacking you and dragging you down. It is not a coincidence. It is not an accident. It is a demon planned, prepared attack against you. We need to understand that. You need to shake off that victimized mentality. Shake it off because you are not a victim. God has never created any one of us to be a victim. God has created you to be a conqueror. God has created you to be more than a conqueror. It matters what you choose. It matters what you choose. Or it can be the law of gravity that just tries to keep you average. I've had this against me for some time. You know, the law that just tells you that you're average. You're mediocre. You're always just the second best. You will never have a breakthrough. You can never make it to the finish line. There's a voice that keeps telling you that you're not good enough. You're not wise enough. You're not good looking enough. You're not holy, not righteous enough. Even worse, the voice that tells you you are a born loser, a born failure. That's the devil attacking you. And even with all your efforts, life seems to be always flat and boring. It's like there's a force. There's always stopping you from going higher than where you are now. That there is an invisible barrier that is stopping you from reaching your goal and your vision. That is the spiritual law of gravity that the devil would use against you. You need to know that. But I'm declaring you this to you this morning. I'm declaring to you this morning that your breakthrough is here. Your breakthrough is now. Amen. Come on, say amen. Say with me, my breakthrough is here. My breakthrough is now. Amen. Glory be to God. Thank you, Jesus. If we look back at Isaiah chapter 40, Isaiah 40, verse 31. Go back to that verse. There is nothing that you need that is not within your Bible. Remember, Christianity is never about God waving a magic wand. Never. I mean, I love those songs that sing, it's not my battle, but the Lord's. But, you know, it's not true. It's your battle too. Because if it's just the Lord's battle, he would have won all the battles. 
How come, you know, you lose some battles? Always, it's never God. God is a winner and he has won. I think it's time for the church to wake up to the fact that we are responsible. We are responsible for the way we live. And stop blaming it on God and stop blaming it on the people around you. If you get angry and you lose your coal, I'm sorry, your coal. If you... (laughs) If you get angry and you lose your cool, it's not somebody else's fault. Gets, it's my fault. Can we say amen? amen? It's time for us to be very honest with ourselves. And God is not going to slap you on the face. If you confess your sin... He is faithful and just to forgive you of all your sins and cleanse you from all unrighteousness. But if you keep to your face and think that, no, I'm too important to say sorry, then you have your face, but you lose your faith because it won't work for you. Can we say amen? Can we say amen? Amen. Just now we watched a video of that guy who slapped his wife. Violence must not be tolerated. Must never be tolerated. Not for ourselves and not for the people around us. Can we say amen? And if you have lost your cool and if you have been violent, what do we do? Go to the Lord, confess your sin and say sorry and ask him to protect you from the violent devil so the devil can never manifest himself through you anymore. Can we say amen? Can we say amen? Amen. No more excuse. No more excuse. It's not because he's hitting me. No more excuse. It's not because he's bad. No, it's not because she's bad. No more excuse. Sin spells S-I-N. I is in the middle of it. Nobody can deal with your sin but yourself. Can we say amen? And Jesus is our sin substitute. That's the heart of Christianity. If you think that you are a Christian for a long time, you're too holy to sin, you're too holy to say sorry, I'm sorry. I don't think you are. Just that simple. Can we say amen? Amen. Can we say amen? amen? Hallelujah. Amen. If you look at Isaiah chapter 40, verse 31, Isaiah 40, 31, but they that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. I want you to highlight that word renew. Remember I told you just now that there's a transition from the natural into the supernatural. There is a transition from the limits to without limits. The word renew is the word, is the word in Hebrew, halaf. Halaf, it means to change for the better. It means to change for the better. It means to spring up. To change for the better, to spring up. That means as I wait upon the Lord, as I get in tune with him, as I get his word into my mind, as I get his holy emotions into my natural emotions, as I get into that koinonia, as I get into that fellowship, I get into that union, I receive the exchange for the better. The exchange for the better. The exchange of my weakness for his strength. And I spring up with his energy. I become quickened, charged, energized, lifted, invigorated. Can we say amen? And always remember this scripture is about your physical health. Don't allow your logical thinking disqualifies you for a miracle. Don't allow your logical thinking disqualify you for a miracle. 
Oh, it takes that long for my bones to recover. Oh, it would take that long for my lungs to get better. Oh, I'm old anyway. You know, my body is aging. I need to accept it. This is my portion in life. Well, my suffering is little compared to what Jesus suffered for me. All those things sound very, very good. And I do not doubt your heart. I'm sure your heart is good. But they can stop you from receiving a miracle. Because you have logically explained to your soul. Your soul is always listening. Your soul gets to your spirit. You have logically explained it and your soul hears it. And transmits it to your spirit and say, it's okay. How many of you know what I'm saying? So what we need to do is compare to what God wants for me. What God wants for me. Health, healing for all of my flesh. God never puts an age bracket for our health. What are you doing? You're going higher. What kind of thoughts do you have? High thoughts. The mind of Christ. How many of you know what I'm talking about? Amen. How many of you have read Elijah? Elijah, 1 Kings chapter 18, verse 46. 1 Kings chapter 18, verse 46. Elijah, he outran the best horses in Israel. Because they were the king's horses. Elijah outran the best horses in Israel. He ran nonstop for 23 kilometers from Mount Carmel to Jezreel. From Mount Carmel to the gate of Jezreel. About 23 kilometers. Nonstop. And he beat Ahab's chariot to the gate of Jezreel. Why is that? As you read it, 1 Kings chapter 18, verse 46, the hand of the Lord was on Elijah. The Bible is not a collection of fairy tales. We need to understand that the Muslim, they only have the Quran, one book, written by Muhammad. But Christians, we have the Bible, which is made up of 66 books. The Bible is a historical record of the works of God. For Israel as a nation. For the Christians as a people of God. The ecclesia, the church. So when you're reading the Bible, you're reading what God had done. Look what the Lord had done. The Israelites, they saw the acts of God opening the Red Sea, opening the Jordan River. But Moses studied to know the ways of God. No Christians can be successful in life without studying the Bible. The Bible is like a, 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 a treasure map. And with this map, you find the treasures of life. And doubt is so bad because you can be doubting and doubting and doubting. And time is taking and taking and taking. And it has taken you 20 years and you are still doubting. Which you think is a waste of time. <laughs> That's why we need to mount up and be lifted up. We cannot afford to stay low. Amen. We don't come to church because we're having a social event. We don't come to church because we're having a social gathering. No, we come to church because we're learning. We are learning and we're growing and we're applying all this power of God, the ways of God into our lives. Can we say amen? Hallelujah. 
So the hand of the Lord was upon Elijah to lift him up, to speed him up. Why did Elijah get to have that? You know, how comes just Elijah? Why? Because Elijah mounted up. Because he mounted up, so he got to be lifted up. Elijah left his comfort zone. How many people that you know, I know some people, they hate to be confrontational. They would just, come on, let's just get the, keep the peace, you know, just, just compromise and keep the peace. Let's just keep the peace at all costs. <laughs> but Elijah did not keep the peace at all costs. <laughs> He left his comfort zone. He took up his God-given assignment. He climbed up the mountain. He went to the high places. He challenged the ungodly king. Why would God not anoint him? Can we say amen? God used the spiritual law of lift on Elijah. And his feet got supernaturally energized, supernaturally charged. And his running speed was hastened to become faster than the two best horses of Israel put together. Hallelujah. Don't tell me that there are no miracles because I know there are. There were, there are, and there will be more. And I want to introduce you to two powerful words, aspiration and inspiration. Aspiration and inspiration, both words are to do with air, what we breathe. I'm reading from the Webster Dictionary. To aspire means to desire with eagerness. David said, as the deer panteth after the water brooks, so panteth. My soul after you. To aspire means to aim at something elevated. To aspire means to rise or to tower with desire. Remember Jesus said in Matthew chapter 5 verse 3. Blessed are the poor in spirit. For theirs is the kingdom of heaven. To be poor in spirit means I want more. I want more. I want more of God. I want more of his spirit. I need more. I want more of his spirit. I have no problem confessing my weaknesses. I have no problem admitting my wrongs. I need more. I need more. And then Matthew chapter 5 verse 6. Blessed are they which hunger and thirst after righteousness. Not my way of doing right, God's way of doing right. After righteousness, for they shall be filled. Filled with what? The anointing. The dews of heaven. That's the word to aspire. The second word is to inspire. The Webster Dictionary says to inspire means to breathe into. It means to infuse by breathing. Whose ministry is that? The Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit. So why was the hand of the Lord upon Jacob? Why did God wrestle with Jacob? Why was the hand of the Lord upon David? Why was Jacob favored and Esau rejected? Why was David anointed and Saul rejected? Why? What's the difference? They aspired to be inspired. They hunger and thirst to be filled. They desire to be quenched. Remember Jacob. What was he after? He was after the spiritual blessings of the firstborn, which was not silver nor gold. Just spiritual blessing. What about David? 
He said, I would not touch God's anointed. I would not break the law of the anointing. I would not touch the God's anointed. God's law is too holy. I'm subduing my flesh. I'm subduing my flesh to honor the word of God. They meant business with God. They were sincere. They were true. They did not excuse themselves. They were fully committed. So God took him on. God took them on. How many of you know that for eagles, when they mate, they don't just mate any eagle. They observe. They observe to see if the ego is committed before they mate. A lot of us, you know, we didn't really wait to see whether we would be committed. We fight to get each other committed. <laughs> that is said, hallelujah. <laughs> so if, if it's not for God's mercy, you know. We would be in a terrible situation. So it's good to learn. Can we say amen? Is it good to learn? Is it good to learn? Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. And eagles, as I said, they do not fly low. They fly high. Thank you, Jesus. Let's look at Romans chapter 8, verse 1 and 2. Romans chapter 8, verse 1 and 2. The Holy Spirit is the air that we fly by, that we live by, that we function with. How many of you would like the Holy Spirit to lift you up from your present situation, from your present condition? Come on, lift, lift your hands up. When we lift up our hands, we lift up God. And when we lift up God, He lifts us up. When you lift up, when you lift him up, when you lift up his word, he lifts you up. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Romans chapter 8. There is therefore now no condemnation to them who are in Christ Jesus, who walk not after the flesh, but after the spirit. The word does not say that there is now no condemnation to everybody. There is no condemnation to them who are in Christ Jesus. If you do something wrong, your conscience will condemn you. And you better listen to that. And you won't stay condemned. Don't excuse yourself because that's what the devil will do to you. It's so important. There is therefore now no condemnation to them which are in Christ Jesus who walk not after the flesh. Whose choice is that? Whose choice is that? Ours. Whose choice is it to walk after the Spirit? Well, I know some Christians, they don't walk after the Spirit until they feel I feel the anointing. I feel the presence of God. No, you know the anointing. You know the presence of God. Your knower is more powerful than your feeler. Sometimes we do feel, but you can't live by that. If we live by our feelings, the devil would have us for breakfast. Your feelings can always deceive you. Amen. Now let's look at the two laws. For the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus has made me free from the law of sin and death. So you have two laws here. Two laws. The law of sin and death, which is the spiritual law of gravity. It bogs you down. It puts a lot of baggage on your shoulders, a lot of baggage on your back. 
It puts you down. It pulls you down. You feel very weighty. That's the law of sin and death. The law of the spirit of life is the law of lift. It lifts you up. It lifts you up. It lifts you up. The law of the spirit of life is the law of lift. It's the law that lifts us up. The law that disentangles us, frees us up from the chains of carnality, sin and death. The law of lift will get you ready for miracles. If you're finding hard to believe, come on, you need to be lifted up. To the realm of without limits. To the realm of miracles. Can we say amen? Don't be stuck in the logistics of the natural law. Be lifted up into the realm of miracles. Can we say amen? If you're looking at your family members and you say, I don't know how they're going to get saved. (laughs) That's the law of gravity. So you need to be lifted up. And praise the Lord, miracles, 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 miracles. Can we say amen? Glory be to God. Hallelujah. If you look at Genesis chapter 5, verse 24, Genesis 5, 24, who walked with God and got lifted up? Enoch. He walked with God and he was not, for God took him. Translated out of the natural into the supernatural. And who went up by a whirlwind into heaven? Who is that? Elijah. How many of you can believe that you can be raptured? Lift up your hands. How many of you believe that you can be raptured? I'll fly away, oh glory. I'll fly away. Amen. Always have the faith for miracles. Amen. Always. Amen. Spirituality is very, very real. Very real. Enoch and Elijah, what is in the spirit, was so real to them. They got lifted up all the time. They got inspired all the time until they were literally caught up from the earth. Well, somebody says, but Pastor Dora, I just want to be practical. I want to be down to earth. I don't want to believe God for healing. I would just like to go to the doctors. You can if you want. But I know that there are limits to what doctors can do. I know that there are sicknesses that doctors can help you. I know that doctors depend on instruments. (laughs) Depends on medication. And also, I want to tell you. According to the word of God in Philippians chapter 3, verse 19. If you read the last line, whose end is destruction, whose God is their belly, and whose glory is in their shame. Who are those people who mind earthly things? And if one scripture is not enough, I give you another one. James chapter 3, verse 15. James chapter 3, verse 15. And they are all together. Earthly, sensual, devilish. So if you're always natural, natural, and natural, the Bible calls it earthly. That's the King James English. And it's grouped together with being sensual and devilish. Here is wisdom. Listen to the life-giving, quickening spirit, the Holy Spirit on the inside of you. The Holy Spirit can minister to us as knowledge. You may not feel it, you may not sense it, but you know it. It's like you know, and you know, and you know. There is a knowing. There is a warmth. There is an excitement. There's an inspiration. That is that sanctifies you. 
There is that makes you holy. There's that keeps you righteous. And you feel and you know that you're getting better, greater. And you know that God will bless you. And you know that signs and wonders and miracles will happen for you. Stay away from the thoughts that cause you to look down, to stay low, to focus on problems, to be stuck. This is very important. What we are looking at is where we are heading for. Your vision will always direct you. Your vision will always direct you. How many of us drive a car? Your car goes where you are looking at. Vision gives direction. So if we're looking at what is good, guess where we're going? To good. If we're looking at what is bad, guess where we're going? To the bad. If you're looking at the people around you and you see them bad, there will be negative emotions that come out of you. There will be bad words that come out of your mouth. And even if they were not bad, they will look bad to you. Because what you see is what you get. How many of you believe that love can change a bad person? Amen. Eagles do not fly with ravens and sparrows. Eagles do not fly with chickens. <laughs> Eagles look up to mount up. They soar high. Why? Because they need to have that commanding vision. Eagles have an accurate vision. They lock in their vision and they refuse to allow any obstacles, hindrances to change their vision. So let's check our focus. Let's check our vision. Listen to our thoughts. Do I just live every day to just, you know, feel comfortable? Every day, what do I look forward to? Yum cha. Sometimes, and that shouldn't be my focus. So listen to our thoughts. Listen to the desires of our hearts. Listen to the words that come out of our mouths, the words of the people around us. Are they from a low mind or from a high mind? Are you taking high thoughts or low thoughts? Choose the result that you want and walk towards them. Choose where you want to go and walk in that direction. That's called prophetic living. That's calling the end from the beginning. Can we say amen? Hallelujah. There are those that sigh and complain. They're always going, and there are those who cheer and affirm praise the lord hallelujah is good there are those who doubt and worry no matter how many times you've practiced you are still worried there are those who believe and trust choose what do you want then act that way Choose your company. Surround yourself with egos and not chickens. There are those who go for a fake high. Easy. Get a soft drink, you feel high. <laughs> no, I mean, marijuana, you feel high. And there are those who go down an elusive path, which leads them to destruction. 
But there are those who don't mind speaking the truth in love. There are those who will tell you the truth to build you up, to set you on high, on a solid ground. Choose the company that benefits you. Surround yourself with holy high flyers. Always aspire to be inspired. Always aspire to be lifted up high. Use your problems and troubles as your stepping stones. Tread on them. Tread on them. Trample on them. Use them to go higher. Can we say amen? The word of God is the lifter. The word can lift you up out of the natural into the supernatural. The word can lift you up out of the carnal, the worldly, into the spiritual and the heavenly. Remember, it's not the way we feel, but the word that we know, the word that is sure and definite, the word that we speak, the word that we believe. Can we say amen? Hallelujah. Be lifted up and stay up by the word of God, the name of Jesus, his grace and his love. Can we say amen? Hallelujah. Every eye closed, every head bowed. Thank you, Jesus. If you are here this morning, it is not a coincidence that you are here. You are here because of the love of God. You are here because there are people who love you, who care about you. And if you have not received Jesus into your heart as your Lord and your Savior, can I ask you to lift up your hands and allow him to lift you up? Anyone here? Anyone here that you have not asked Jesus into your life, into your heart as your Lord and your Savior, don't be shy. And for those of you that are watching on the internet, do lift up your hands to the Lord and he will lift you up from where you are. All the sorrows and all the darkness, he will lift you up. He will lift you up. He will raise you up. And you'll have a joyful and a fulfilled life. For he's your savior. He had taken all your sin, your pain, and your sorrows upon himself when he was on the cross personally for you. Hallelujah. Let's give the Lord a big hand of praise. Amen. Amen. Can I ask you to stand up with me? Can I ask the music team to come on stage?